Good morning, this is Chris Shoemaker, also known as Yehuda Ben Shemer, and you're listening to Coffee with Chris, the time of the day where we share a cup of coffee and share a bit of the Word of God. All right, we finish off our Torah portion this week of Kiddushim, Holiness, and this Today's episode is taken from Leviticus chapter 20, verses 8 through 27, because we're combining Friday's portion with Saturday's portion, because I always do a uh, drosh on the entire Torah portion on Saturdays and post it later in the day. So, let's focus in on verses 22 and 23. It says, Now, you are to keep all my statutes and my ordinances to do them. This means the commandments you understand and the commandments you don't understand. Because as we talked about earlier in our uh, Torah portions this week, that understanding a commandment is not necessary uh, to obeying a commandment. You can obey without totally understanding why you're obeying or the reasonings behind the obedience. Now, you are to keep all my statutes and all my ordinances and do them. Not just think about them and say, you know what? Those are some great ideas, God. You know what? You're a real smart cookie and you really know what you're talking about. Yes, yes, I believe in your statutes and your ordinances. I believe in your commandments. The demons believe and tremble. It's one thing to believe and it's another thing to do. Actions speak louder than words. So it says, now you are to keep all my statutes and all my ordinances. Now, granted, it's all the statutes and ordinances that apply to you as a person and an individual, because out of the 613 commandments I've mentioned before, that not all 613 commandments apply to one individual. Some are for men, some are for women, some are for farmers in Israel, some are for kings of Israel, some are for Levitical priests, etc., etc. So, it says, um, now you are to keep all my statutes and all my ordinances and do them. Why? So that the land where I'm bringing you to dwell will not vomit you out. So disobedience to God's commands will cause an expulsion from the land in which you live. So this happened to Israel when uh, the, the, uh, the kingdom of Judah was exiled to Babylon and uh, the kingdom of um, Israel was uh, exiled to Assyria. Now, that's because they disobeyed the commandments. All you got to do is read uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28, and it'll tell you the things that will happen uh, when you disobey God's commands. And the very last is exile and expulsion from the land. Um, and, and, and that's exactly what happened. Now, Judah came back because they repented 70 years later, but uh, the 10 tribes of the northern kingdom of Israel, they're still in exile to this day, and many of them have lost the identity of who they are. I believe prophetically, people are waking up to their true Hebraic identity and returning to the faith and returning to the God of Israel and his commandments. So it says, the reason that you are to keep all these ordinances and statutes so that the land where I'm bringing you, the promised land, the Canaan land, where the Canaanites are squatting at the moment, <laughs> uh, the, the land where I'm bringing you to dwell will not vomit you out. You are not to walk in the ways of the nations. In other words, don't do as the Egyptians and Canaanites done. And we, we also discussed that earlier as well. You are not to walk in the ways of the nations. When you do not walk in their ways, it means you are doing something different. And doing something different means you are being holy. You are being set apart. You are not being common and being everyday and being what everybody else is being. You're being something different and unique, something that God wants you to be. And that is the definition of holiness. You are not to walk in the ways of the nations which I am casting out before you. Why is he casting them out? Because they committed all those abominations and went against all of God's commandments and his... And his uh, 
uh, his expectations. That's why they were vomited out. I will cast them out before you, for they did all these things, uh, and therefore I abhor them. What are all these things? The things that were in uh, chapters 18, 19, and 20. All these things, uh, basically breaking all the Ten Commandments and more, um, you know, sexual immorality, uh, worship of idols, and uh, eating things with the blood still in it. Those were the major things right there that were discussed in those chapters, among other things. Now, I want to relate that to a New Testament passage in the book of Yaakov. You're like, I've never heard of the book of Yaakov. Sure you have. You just know it as the book of James. So James chapter 2, verses 14 through 26 says, what, it, uh, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if somebody says that he has faith but doesn't have works? Can such faith save him? In other words, yeah, I believe it in my head. I believe it in my heart, but I'm not doing anything about it. Verse 15, if a brother or a sister is naked and lacks daily food, and one of them says to him, go in peace, go in shalom, keep warm and fed. In other words, I believe this person should be clothed. I believe this person should be fed, but they themselves don't do anything about it, right? That's the point here. It says, but you do not give them what the body needs. What good is it? What good is your belief at that point? It means nothing. Verse 17, so also faith, if it does not have works, is dead by itself. But some will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe in God, that God is one? Hey, you do well. The demons also believe and shudder. But do you, um, but do you want to know, uh, but do you, Want to know, you empty person, that faith without works is dead? Wasn't Abraham our father proved righteous by his works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? You see that faith worked together with his works, and by the works his faith was made complete. It was made whole. The scripture was fulfilled that says, And Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. And he was called God's friend. You see that a man is proved righteous by his works and not by faith alone. And likewise, wasn't Rahab the prostitute also proven righteous by works when she welcomed the messengers and sent them away uh, and sent them off another way? For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. So guys, let's put our faith, our belief, what we believe in our heart and our mind, let's put it into action and let's be obedient so that our faith comes alive. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Go out there and have a great day and an early Shabbat Shalom to you and God bless.